Welcome to Christ Church Anglican. We hope that you were blessed by today's sermon. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Once again, welcome to Annual Meeting Sunday, also known as Burrito Sunday. Today's readings are such an encouragement for everybody. I love the way God works with Gideon. It gives us hope. Gideon has no track record of being a mighty hero. I would not necessarily call him a coward, but he was a very cautious, even timid man who had learned to live quietly in the shadow of tyrants. Yet the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon and says, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. He probably went, (laughs) who's here? (laughs) This is prophecy. It is seeing something that will be. It's really seeing something from the perspective of the kingdom of God. And a few moments later, Through the angel, God says, go with the strength you have and rescue Israel. I hear this as, give me what you have and I'll make it what you need. Okay? It calls to mind Jesus saying, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be put into your lap. We cannot outgive God. Remember that. Okay? And lo and behold... This timid man responded to God. He went with the little strength he had, and God made him a mighty hero. Today's epistle reading is another affirmation. Jesus offered himself to the Father on the cross. He died and was buried, and God the Father raised Jesus from death to life, just as Holy Scripture said would happen. When we offer to God... What God gives back is always more than what we have given him. In today's gospel reading, Jesus confronts a group of fishermen with a miraculous catch of fish. He tells them, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And they leave everything behind to follow him. And they do become fishers of men who turn the world upside down. Now, all of these readings affirm God's words in Isaiah 5511. My word that goes out from my mouth shall not return to me empty. It shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. If God says it, you can believe it and you can act on it. When God tells me to do something or invites me into something he is doing and I respond by offering myself to him, Then things happen in me and through me that I could never have imagined. This is true for everyone in this room. And God does call us. And I want to focus on a specific call we've been discussing the past few weeks. Acts 1.8, Jesus says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere. The disciples heard Jesus say this to them, and they were faithful. And notice they were smart enough to wait for the Holy Spirit. In another passage, Jesus says, basically, don't do anything until the Holy Spirit comes. 
For 10 days they waited and prayed in the upper room until the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them. God's word was fulfilled in a mighty way and what powerful witnesses they became. Now, we always say that, and it's true, I believe, that when we uh, give our lives to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives in us. But at the same time, Paul wrote to people who had given their lives to Jesus and told them to ask the Father for the Holy Spirit. So I think what that means is we leak, okay? And that we need to keep being refilled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And if you don't know that you have the Holy Spirit in you, ask the Father. Because Jesus said the Father will never say no to his promised gift. I also want you to notice that Jesus said, you will. This was not an invitation. It was a command. God spoke. They responded with anticipation. And the miracle of Pentecost happened. And they became powerful witnesses. For whatever reason, very often God uses men and women to fulfill his purposes. Perhaps because Satan used man to break God's creation, God has chosen to use man to fight back and to share in the restoration project of restoring his kingdom right here as it is in heaven. And the way we fight is to bring the gospel of the kingdom into this world. I want you to listen again to several words from the Lord. You will receive power. You will be my witnesses. Go and make disciples. Teach them to obey. We are ministers of reconciliation. We are ambassadors for Christ. Now, are any of those an invitation? No. They are, none of them are conditional. Maybe you are. Maybe you aren't. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. There's no option. These are definitive. None of these are for just certain gifted people. They are for everyone. All we must do is obey our master with the strength we have. God will do the rest. This is so important for us to understand and believe. Gideon gave himself to God, and God gave back more to Gideon than was originally given. That's for you and me as well to know. Give God all you are, and he will give you back more than you gave. This isn't about trying harder. It's about giving fully. How do we grow in Christ? How do we grow in our ministries? We give ourselves to God, and God gives us back more, a little slice of heaven that he gives back to us. Are you a healing minister? If you are, raise your hand. Hey, first thing I want to tell you is, I praise God for your ministry. It is an important and valuable ministry in this church family. And it is a ministry that is a harbinger of the kingdom and the gospel. So thank you, and God bless you for what you do. And now I want to challenge you to give yourself to God and grow as a healing minister. Because God will give more back. Do that every time you gather for ministry. And over time, as we grow, we will see miracles that in the past we only imagined. The more we can bring the kingdom of God into our healing services, the more disease and brokenness must flee.
Are you a teacher? Give yourself to God daily, and he will give back a better teacher, a kingdom teacher. The same is true if you're a doctor or a lawyer. Yes, a lawyer. Or a spouse. <laughs> or parents. Our sons and daughters. Give yourself to God, and God will give you back something much better. Something from his kingdom. And not just one time, but over and over until you grow into the full maturity of Christ. God gives back to you from his good and perfect kingdom. Just imagine healing ministry that more and more fully carries God's kingdom DNA. Imagine teachers in the kingdom, lawyers in the kingdom, doctors in the kingdom, artists and electricians in the kingdom. God gives back to you a kingdom version of yourself. One of the greatest mistakes we can make is to assume what we have is all we're going to have. And what we are is all we're going to be. This thinking can prevent us from asking God for more and better. I truly believe our Father in Heaven longs to give us a kingdom version of ourselves. The one He designed for us. That is more and better than we can ask or imagine. That's true for each of us individually, and I believe that's true for this church family as well. Transformation won't always happen overnight, but I can guarantee you that on occasion you will look back and you will be amazed at where you were and where you are now. So we know that God will fulfill his end of the commands. The key is for us to surrender to him. But even more than surrender, it is to gladly offer ourselves wholly to his work and gladly to receive what God gives back. Now, this means we may have to give up preconceptions or prejudices or even what we really, really like in order to become what God says we will be. But if it's what God wants, that's okay. In the past, in order to remain faithful to God, many congregations across the country, including my parish in Flower Mound at the time, and this parish under Father John Stasny at the time, gave up their buildings and temporarily went into schools or other locations to follow God's word. We said, whatever it takes to be faithful to Christ. That was our cry of our hearts. We gave ourselves to God, and God gave back to us a greater slice of kingdom life. Now, I believe you and I and our church family are being called again to go deeper into giving God all of ourselves. We do this in faith, just as Jesus did on the cross. We do not know what God will give back to us, and it may not look like what we expect. We may just want a shined up version of who we were. But he may want to blow our minds. But it will be of God and his kingdom. And that is a good thing. Actually, it's the best thing. Because Jesus tells us pretty clearly, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must take up your own, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, 
And for the sake of the good news, you will save it. So God says, go, make disciples, baptize them, teach them to obey. God doesn't tell us to do things he knows we cannot do. God only tells us to do things that he knows we can do. The key here is we can do it with God's help. We just need to understand that. We can't do these things without him. We offer him the strength we have and he gives us back something more from his kingdom. And those kingdom gifts add up to make us more and more like Christ. Brothers and sisters, when St. Nicholas Church bought property and built on the loop, they put up a message that read, the stakes are high, life is short, and hell is hot. (laughs) We are inheritors of this urgent message. Jesus tells us the same in different words. In Mark, he says, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? And in Matthew, he says, do not be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. We are blessed that we're able to move forward with plans for new facilities. And I am so excited that once it's built, I never have to watch Doris Redfern use her walker to go up an icy slope again. And let me tell you that we have some wonderful people here. Andy and Johnny are going to get this building built, okay? It's not for us to build. They're going to build it. What's our job? To build the body of Christ that will reside in that building. And so we must keep the main thing the main thing. We must remain faithful to the words of Jesus who said, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Therefore, our highest priority, don't have a heart attack here, is not Anglican worship or new buildings or everything just the way we want it. You see, Jesus did not tell us to do any of those things. He only said worship in spirit and truth. Okay? And such preoccupation can keep us from God's will. They are not his priorities. And he's only going to give them back to us if they serve his kingdom purposes. <laughs> Our highest priority is winning souls to Jesus Christ. Anything less, and we become a pathetic and pointless little social club. But pathetic is not in our DNA. Our DNA is from the kingdom of God. The stakes are high. Life is short and hell is hot. Dear brothers and sisters, 
it is time to go, to move forward in winning souls and using whatever God returns to us to grow his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. God is building a family that will live with him forever. This is his heart for you and me and all of his children. It's also his heart for us to bring as many as we can into his family. Just as we were brought into this family, so he wants us in turn to bring others. And there's always room for more. And according to God's word, we can be witnesses. Don't tell me you can't be a witness or that it's not in your spiritual giftings or that you'll need to go pray about it and see if God may be calling you to do that. Okay. I hear that a lot when I ask people to run for vestry. (laughs) You can know from the God's word that Jesus is calling you to be a witness. Jesus says you will be his witness. So it's time to wake up and witness. We're devoting this winter and spring to giving you tools for witnessing and for demonstrating the benefits of God. Please take advantage of these opportunities. Starting next Sunday, there will be three classes on how to share the gospel using the three circles method. You don't have to use the method, but it's nice to have it in back of your mind when you're trying to share the gospel with someone because it is an encapsulation of the gospel. And very often I find that Christians want to share. They're just like, I don't know what to say. Well, we'll tell you what you can say. And then you do it your own way in your own style. And the Kramers will be here for a really mission-focused teaching series where they are going to help us look at how we treat Midland like a mission field. Okay? They're going to share with us what they've done in Tanzania and in, uh, oh, that island off the coast, uh, Zanzibar, and uh, in the Middle East. And they're going to show us how we, too, can begin to look at Midland as a mission field to reach out to bring others to Christ. Please try to come to these if you can. Brothers and sisters, I truly believe in this parish. And I truly believe that it has great, great plans from God to fulfill. So in closing, I tell you, mighty heroes, the Lord is with you. Go with the strength you have and rescue those who are lost. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. For more information, feel free to visit us online at ccanglican.com. We hope you will join us again soon.